Welcome to the Working Hands Podcast. I'm Tony Wilden Iron, joined by Keith of Blackthorn Concepts. What's up, man? What is going on? How have you been? Pretty good, man. Uh, we'd like to start this episode off with thanking our sponsors. I'll take the time to thank Sabretooth. If you go to sabretooth.com, you can pick up all your power carving discs and burrs. If you use code WH, you can save 10% on your order. I use them. You should too. And I'll take a moment to thank our other our, our sponsor, Maritime Nice Supply, your one-stop shop for makers, your home for abrasives, steel, tools, and more. Save on shipping by getting everything from one supplier. And you can find him at maritimenicesupply.com and .ca. We also have Chapman Manufacturing. If you want uh, one of the nicest set of screwdrivers that you can buy, Proudly made here in the U.S. of A. Go to Chapman Manufacturing. Use code WORKINGHANDS for 15% off. So what's going on, man? Not much. That's Chapman MFG on Instagram. I haven't said that yet, so I wanted to get that out there. Uh, Not much going on with me. Just uh, kind of a lazy weekend here. Yeah? I saw you got some new dancing shoes. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was last weekend. I forget (laughs) how long ago it was when we were recorded. Yeah. Yeah, I got some new dancing shoes and green leather. They're nice. Yeah, it looked like, uh, from the pictures I saw, it looked like everybody had a good time. Yeah, it was a real good time. Uh, if you don't know, I went up to one of the Maker Camp's intensive classes. I did the one taught by uh, Ethan Carter Designs and Dennis of 21 Grams Leatherworks or something. Yep, I believe um, that's it. And yeah, like the main focus was to make your own pair of sneakers, uh, which was cool. But then we also did a bunch of other stuff. Um, But yeah, it was fun. It was a good crowd there. Uh, I think it was sold out by the time it went off. And uh, yeah, I learned a a couple of tips and tricks about leatherworking that I didn't already know. So it's nice to take a class like that and uh, further your skill a little bit. It was fun. What have you been up to? Uh... Well, I'm I'm going through the stretch where I'm working all weekends. So I work two weekends in a row. So I haven't had a whole lot of time as far as my Make What You Fear project. But I'm setting up to get everything I need midweek and uh, start hopefully the flattening process on this slab. So I should be... Yeah, it's going to uh, go quick after that. Yeah, I think, I think the bulk of the work was what I just did like with the the debarking and cleaning of that slab so it's still not perfect but uh for my sanity right now i think it's best that i stop (laughs) Mm. um but yeah uh also too i I think i've talked about it here with the uh that diesel heater that i was getting for the shop oh did that did that show up it did show up and also haven't had time it's been it's been like stupid cold so it's been kind of tough to get motivated to go out in the shop so um i'm hoping it's supposed to warm up in the next week or so i'm hoping to spend it should only take me a few hours to put that together and and get it up and running kind of i'm excited for it because i got a few ideas on how to kind of distribute the heat throughout the shop so i had uh my my father was home or down here last night and we were talking and i mentioned about maybe putting ductwork off the heater to push to like it comes with this little cheap um fan. Like cor- corrugated no it's not the fan uh it's corrugated rig 
that it's just a corrugated hose, like that soft, uh, like aluminum foil kind of hose. Anyways, it's only like 18 inches long, so it doesn't really give you a whole lot of wiggle room. You just kind of point it in a direction kind of thing. But I was thinking if if I find it's throwing good heat, I'm going to hook ductwork to it and actually distribute the heat throughout the shop a little bit more so that I have uh, a bit more even heat through the shop, not just have a hot spot. Right. So, but yeah, I'm excited for that. Dad, both me and dad got one. So, um, he's going to make his so he can put it in his side by side and stuff. And then mine, I'm going to just set up in the shop. So, the one I got is a little bit different than, um, so I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably getting these ads the same as everybody else. But, uh, was it Vivor? Yeah, it's Vivor. You'll see the ad where, buddy's putting the diesel heater together but it's all like a package unit like it's just one solid thing there's the fuel tank the heater everything's all enclosed in a in a solid unit and the one i got was uh 30 cheaper i think somewhere around there it was and it's everything but it's like exploded out so there's no single unit there's the heater and then you've got uh the hoses like the fuel lines and all that stuff to attach to it. Um, it's, it's much different because you can, so what I'm thinking about doing with mine is putting the unit up in the rafters and then blowing the heat down. And then my fuel tank is separate so I can move that down. So it's easier to fuel. Cause that's the one thing I noticed with the, the solid unit is that the fuel tanks on top. So if you have that set up high or anything, yeah, it's hard you have to, to move out. it down every time you go to fuel it. So with what I'm doing, what I want to do is I'm going to put the fuel down. So it's a 10 liter tank that comes with it. Oh, wow. And, and it has an electric fuel pump. So you don't have to have like gravity pulling, pushing down to the, to the unit. Well, and that way it'll, I can put it down low. So it's nice and easy to fuel. So, uh, it's it like two and a half gallons. Yeah, I won't. Uh, I won't be dumping diesel all over the place. <laughs> I would rather not have that. The you know, diesel's got a bit of a stank to it. I don't really want that. I'm gonna have a little bit of that anyways, but it's kind of a neat little rig though, because it's got an exhaust. <laughs> it's got an exhaust with a muffler on it, which is kind of funny, because it, it's not a. It's not an engine. It's a. It's a burner. So it's. Uh, Kind of interesting to see an exhaust on exhaust and a muffler on it, I guess. Yeah. So. So he just put a port outside. Yeah. So a lot of people have seen on there's lots of videos out there, and a couple of guys I've seen do it. Um, they'll cut a hole in the in your in their wall, and then put like a a little piece of steel with a hole cut in it for that the exhaust pipe to go through, so that the exhaust doesn't touch your your wood wall or insulation or anything like that so right yeah but i'm thinking mine's going to be up quite high because my uh the shop's completely open so the the uh the soft well there's not really a soffit there like it's all open i don't have any soffits to close like nothing's closed up so i might end up sticking the exhaust down through between the the top of the wall and the and the rafter so might be my easiest easiest and cheapest way is <laughs> then i don't have to go buy hole saws that i don't have right now yeah 
I'm sure it'll work fine. Yeah. Um, and if it doesn't, then you have to build a new shop. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope I don't have to build a new shop. Not yet, anyways. It's not in the budget. But yeah, it'll be good. I'm hoping it's got a remote start. It's got a remote start on it, so it's uh, it's pretty good. Uh, That's pretty but, well designed, then. Yeah, and then the way the wiring and everything's set up, you can move the thermometer and like head unit away from the heat a little bit, yeah, almost to where you want it. Yeah, so you can get so it's not like right underneath the heat or like right being blown heat being blown directly at it kind of thing. Like it's is it a wired thermostat? It is. Mm. Um, and then one thing that I did too, is I purchased, a so it's a 12 volt system and I purchased like a, I think it's like a 60 watt, um, power supply. So basically a power supply you'd use for a computer, mm-hmm. like for a laptop kind of thing, like your charger you'd use for a laptop. So it came with like your normal, like it's like a three and a half mil jack, but then it had a little adapter that you put in the top that you put into the into the three and a half there's a positive and negative port that you put your wires into so you, you can't like you're not i'm not having to cut it up cut it and then guess which one's positive which one's the negative right, right, right. so it's all set up and um i'm hoping i'm hoping that i got the right size power supply to run it because because i'm out in a shop that's not always going to be heated having a, a lot of people were using 12 volt batteries and just letting them hang out there It'd be frozen solid if I left it out there. Cause yeah. So I'm going to use that, uh, that power supply and see if that, uh, that'll do it. I'm sure it'll work. Yeah. If not, it's not out that much and I can go get, uh, I'll just bump up to the next size bigger, which isn't like, I think the one I got was 12 or 13 bucks and the next one up's over a hundred Watts. And I think it was like, I want to say it was like 25, 27, something like that. So nothing, Nothing it's not going to break the bank. No. And yeah. And then I don't have to worry about a battery freezing and splitting or taking it, uh, taking it in and out of the shop when I'm not using it. Defeats the purpose of the remote remote start. If you, uh, it doesn't have power to it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Should be fun though. Be nice to get warm in there. I wish I had a heater like that. Maybe one day. Yeah. I mean, I'll see how it goes. Um, I'm not against putting the second one in there if I have to 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 get to get the heat that I need, but um, yeah, well, this experiment will be. I think it'll be worth it to at least know if I can make myself a little more comfortable out there. Because I can remember, like, my father worked in the like in the forestry industry, and we'd be out working in his shop, and he had one of those old diesel salamander heaters. You know what I mean? No. So the one I have is a enclosed unit that exhausts the, the fumes and everything off. Like it's still a, a diesel burner, but the exhaust goes out and goes away. And then it heats an aluminum uh, heat exchanger, basically is what it is. It heats that element and then the fan blows air over that element, which then draws heat off that element. So the old salamander heaters were basically a diesel like burner that just blew straight out <laughs> into your shop. So fumes, everything like CO, it was all there. Like you, 
you had to have your shop open while you used it because it was it was it was dangerous to use because you could you could give yourself co poisoning pretty pretty quick like if you were in a small shop with one of those like the one dad had was probably 10 inches around and i don't know say three feet long and that thing would throw some heat like a torpedo heater yeah, I guess. I mean, they probably like have a hundred propane, like torpedo heaters. Yeah, this one he's got was was diesel, and then had yeah. a fan on the back that pushed pushed the heat at the same time. But it wasn't open. I said it was open at the front, but it it's it had a little deflector on the front that then the the flame would hit and then it would fan out. So you had this deflector that was bright red and then you could see flames coming out and around it and then you'd have the heat and then have the heat coming off of it that thing if you got like if you like a modern car with plastic bumpers if you set that up you know probably within five feet of it you could melt the bumper oh it, wow it's hot <laughs> yeah it's yeah and a pain kind of a pain to use because if you picked it up while it was running the fuel pickup would sometimes come out of the fuel and then it would cough and spit and sputter and just throw it was like rolling coal (laughs) it would just throw black smoke out of it until it until it caught fuel again and then started firing like it should it was just what a thing (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's this new heater is like the newer version of that but a much safer version to use like in a in an enclosed shop kind of thing because the the one I got is actually intended for um, like RVs, so it's intended to be in like you can mount it in like your you know Winnebago or whatever, and it'll it'll heat it'd be a secondary heat source or your furnace, I guess. So that's why it's all modular. Yeah, so you can um, store it inside the RV wherever it can go. Yeah, well, there were some. Um, went down a deep rabbit hole there for a little bit about these. Um, there was a guy in Europe somewheres. They had, um, what was it? Oh, Volkswagens. And he had a van that he was mounting it underneath. Huh. Yeah. And then ducting the heat up and into the, into the, into the cab. That's interesting. I don't know. When do you think you're going to have it set up? Sometime this week? Yeah, I hope so. I'm hoping... If I'm lucky, I might try and do it tomorrow. Tomorrow's my swing day, so it's uh, if I can get it up and running tomorrow, it'd be really good. Because then I've got some time to figure out what I need. Cool. Hopefully, you don't need anything. Hopefully, it comes as a kit. Yeah, I was digging through the kit. Like I opened it up and was digging through everything, and the uh, everything's there that I've seen through all the videos that I've watched because it has. Um, there's the tank, fuel pump, fuel lines, um, your air in and out, uh, exhaust pipe, muffler, thermostat, uh, controller for the remote start, and then all the wiring. Like I've actually wired it. Like it's just just click connectors, and just and uh, I've wired it all together just to see that if everything's there. And then the few tricky things is um, so the tank I got has multiple ways to be mounted so you can mount it certain certain just orientations or whatever yeah and so with that i can that's one of the problems with 
with it is I have to drill for the the little spout on like I have to drill the tank to put the spout in mm. for the for the uh yeah for whatever direction you want it to come out or whatever for the fuel line to connect to I guess in theory you could just have a bigger tank too yeah yeah I could but this one's it's it's set up nice cuz it's only about I'd say four inches wide and then it's probably, I don't know, say 12, 14 inches tall. Hmm. So it's like long and it's relatively square. So it's like the 12 to 14 inches. It's that dimension Mm -hmm. the whole way around. And then it's only four inches wide. So it's, it's something that I think I can slide in and then screw to the wall because it's set up to have three screws put in it. Um, And then, I can screw that to the wall and then I'll have, you know, it's tucked in in a way. So that'll be good. Yeah, that's good. I'm excited to hear that thing go or hear your thoughts on it once it's up and running. Yeah. I'm, it's, it's one of those things kind of got me a little excited. <laughs> I'm hoping to get, uh, hoping that'll help get me out in the shop a bit more. Just like everything I buy for out there. So yeah, I feel the same way. Get, get more time out there. I uh, I didn't get any time out in the shop this week. I was working on the laser and the some stuff here inside, but I never went outside, which kind of sucked because it was kind of warm. Like it wouldn't have taken much to heat up the shop this week. Yeah, we've had some cold some cold weather, so it's been that's what stopped me. Like I I don't mind going out and working in the cold, like because that's what I was like say I've done that as like my job is outside, and then like as a kid like working with dad and stuff we'd be out in the out in the woods and stuff um in the cold and it was never i never found it too bad but yeah i just i i don't i don't have the motivation to go out and fr- like freeze my hands off for the first 10 minutes before i start getting moving around and getting warm um so yeah, once i'm out there it's fine yeah and i think that's all i'm looking for from this heater is just to to take that little bit of chill off so that Instead of going out there, like I'm out of the wind in the shop, so that's great. But to take the shop from, say, a, a negative temperature to, you know, five to 10 degrees above zero. So, um, so somewhere's in the 40 to 50 degree range for you guys. Um, so that I can, you know, it's comfortable to work out there in like a sweatshirt or something. Yeah. When I'm out in the shop, I, I try and keep it closer to, about forty-five to fifty. Yeah, like you don't want it. You don't want it like ninety in there because you're just gonna. It's not. It's that's stifling and hard to work in. But if it's if it's like a, yeah, I would say right around the time I can't see my breath is about warm enough for me. Yeah, like ten degrees for me. Like that's that's funny because it's it's the limit on my motorcycle. So I don't. I won't. I try not to drive my bike below 10 degrees celsius so let me convert that yeah so 10 degrees is 50 fahrenheit yeah so that's what that's what i'm aiming for i'm not looking to get the shop like up into the seven like 20 degrees celsius or 70 ish i think fahrenheit like i'm not trying to get that warm which that's still comfortable to work in but um yeah that's kind of what i'm aiming for just to get a little chill off and not have everything covered in frost when i'm out there working <laughs> Yeah. The difference for me is uh, the house is only one door away. Like, I don't have to walk back to the house. So, 
But it still gets pretty cold out there in the garage. It gets to like, I think the lowest when I went out there that I've seen was like 20 something. Is it insulated? It's insulated, but, um, but your you door, know, well, your door's the not. The door lets everything be cold. There's a draft around the door. Yeah. Um, but all your exterior walls are insulated. Yeah. Yep. But then you're insulated from the garage to the house as well, yep. right? Yeah. Yeah. And there's no vent because you can't have a vent for your. Yeah. No, that makes yeah. sense. So. Yeah. Uh, the roof above it, uh, is only half insulated. So I got to get up there and insulate the rest of it. But oh, like okay. I have an attic that go- is above my garage. So it just lets all the heat out. I need to insulate it better. Oh, I thought, okay. it, I thought it was insulated except for like three bays, but it turns out like whoever was here beforehand, uh, put down like plywood in the attic to be able to put things on like right down the center. Oh, okay. And then they only insulated, uh, part of the sides <laughs> i got you so underneath that plywood is open i, I thought the the insulation went all the way under gotcha but it it doesn't so i gotta tuck it in under there to try and get more insulation for the shop oh oh well <laughs> well plywood's expensive so <laughs> now probably not when they did that well comparative i guess true true it's all relative mm. The, um, yes. Yeah, so this class I went to is pretty cool. I missed a good time. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys could move all that stuff to within about three hours of me, I'd be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was uh, a guy, uh, Sebastian Marchand. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. He came out of Ontario. He drove like over five hours to get there. Yeah. Yeah. If I was, yeah, if I was closer to like, I would say five to six hours, I think I could probably swing just about, but the, I mean, it's a solid 10. 10's a long way. That's a long drive, so. I wouldn't be going if it was 10 hours, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, well, I'll do it twice a year now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm still debating on the epoxy class. Yeah. Which is uh, in two days as this releases, so we'll see. I don't necessarily have a need to learn the epoxy, but not that I have a need to learn the leather stuff either, but I'm more interested in that than epoxy. But talking to Dre, it sounds like it's going to be a pretty cool class. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll sign up. Yeah. I wish I, I do wish I was closer to be able to do more. That's the, yeah, they're fun. I mean, who knows? Maybe there's something close to you a makerspace or something that has something closer to you. I mean, it's not going to compare it to, Hanging out at the Blackthorn, but <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I've been looking. I've been trying to see what's out there, but uh, it's not a lot. The uh, so Ethan taught the class, right? So we got there like Friday, and we started with like leather basics and stuff. And I've made things out of leather before, um, so like it was just like making something I've already made, but like. I don't know. It was just different. Like I was learning things as we were going, like you're standing there, like he walks you through certain things and you learn some tricks about how to do this. Like one thing I always wondered, and it's still a debate. It's not really out there, but like you'll always say, Oh, well, well, how much thread do I use? Right. Like how much do I have to cut off the spool to be able to do it? Yeah, I gotcha. And there was a debate there. Like one person said seven times the amount. One person said four times the amount. And it was just nice to know that all these leather workers are like, yeah, I don't know either. 
you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like, um, I guess, I mean, it, it depends on how many stitches you need, like what your spacing is on your stitching, um, how tight you're going to stitch it, all that stuff. So I get why there's a debate on it. And I'm sure there's a calculator online. I, I don't need to be told that, you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was just cool like that. And then um, I made like a sunglass case, a field notes case, some wallets. And then Saturday we did um, the shoes, which I was like, there's no way we're going to get these shoes done in a day. And I was like, Oh yeah. Ethan's like, yeah, yeah, somebody may be done by like three. I'm like, there's no way. So we start after breakfast. So like 10, cause breakfast is like eight 30 to 10. Right. And depending on when you go down for breakfast and then wander over to the makerspace. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we started around 10 and I wasn't done by three, but we were done by like, I don't know, four thirty five. Hmm. And the first shoe took forever. Like, <laughs> I was like, we got, I, I got done with the first shoe probably around three, like three o'clock. And I'm like, there's no way, maybe even later than three. I was like, I'm going to be here all night working on this next shoe, you know? <laughs> and like, I struggled with the first shoe and everything. I got to the second shoe. I had it done in, I don't know, hour, hour and a half. Wow. And it looks so much better than the first shoe. Like if you look at the two <laughs> shoes, you're going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. to be cliche, but he went to school on that one. <laughs> yeah. You know, go to school on the first one. Yeah. But it, it's pretty cool. I, but now that I've made a pair, I'm definitely going to make another pair. And like, I don't know if you saw Ethan, he did some stories today. He made his second pair that he started there. Like he was cutting the pieces out as like an example, but he didn't finish them there, but he went home, took them back apart and then remade them. And he added like, like a, like a pull tab on the back, like on the heel, one on the tongue. So he was like adding different things because he's already made one. So like, he's like adding different things and, yeah, they look like a fairly different. They look like a fairly simple shoe. Like Oh, very simple, yeah. Uh you don't need to take this class in order to be able to make that shoe. It's like a kit. Gotcha. Uh but having somebody like Ethan around to ask questions and bounce things off of for uh a guy who doesn't make leather stuff all the time made that very, very helpful. Yeah, and of course, I, he's teaching you other things as you're going too. Like, it's not just, oh, let's make a shoe. Here's how to make a shoe. Like, he's teaching about leather, and if you have a question, he knows the answer. So it's cool. Yeah, I could see that. I could see it being similar to like, I've I've got the the tongs from Ken's Custom Iron. I've got those cutout ones that you know. Yeah, everyone has. Well, anyone in blacksmithing is they have they have their purpose and they're great for a beginner. But then when I went. I had a hard time doing them. Took me forever to do them. Then when I went and took the course at uh, New England School of Metalwork, like that was like I, I see the merit in taking a course because sometimes, yeah, it might be a kit, but the motivation sometimes to get that kit done <laughs> um, is much higher when you're at at a course like that, and you'll learn and you'll learn about it because it's something you wanted to do anyways. Do you use the kit at the course or just raw steel? Uh, we just did raw steel, but it's, I guess that's the evolution. Like start with those Ken's customs. And then now, like if I go to make a set of tongs, I'll make them the other way with just a raw bar and, and over the anvil. Yeah. And I can, I can, I think I could make, 
I could probably make, um, and, and they're not like high quality tongs. I'm not that skilled yet, but I could make tongs over the anvil with, you know, fire stock probably as quick as I could when I did the first ones out of, uh, with Ken's, Ken's right. kits. Yeah. But, but I've never made them before. Yeah. But. I would never discourage anybody from buying those kits cause they, they have their purpose and they'll get you started. That's for sure. Yeah. I bought a kit and, uh, the wife brought them to the hammering. She wanted to make okay. her own tongs at the hammering and, Luckily for her, Chris Cash was there, and he's like, oh, I'll show you how to do it. So he walked yeah. her through. So, he, I mean, he basically gave her a class on making your own tongs and all the different stuff around it. So now she yeah. can whip them up in no time. But I, uh, yeah, I don't know. The classes are good. Yeah, it kind of would have been fun to do that. that it's, it's a neat thing to get from, from that course, too. Like, I wasn't sure, like, when they were saying, like, bring bring other things, and I was – I got a project that I, I have a leather project that I want to do at some point. Um, so I carry a tool belt on, at work and I have a, a tool pouch that I've never seen another one like it since I've been there. And some guys, so I have one that it's got four slots. So I carry an eight inch pipe wrench, an eight inch adjustable, a 10 inch pipe wrench and a 10 inch adjustable. Mm-hmm. And I've had it for 20 years. I I got it like the first couple, within the first couple months I've been, I started working there. And I guess I'll be 20 years in May. I'll have 20 years in. Anyways, I've had it that entire time and it's getting to the point now where I've stitched it with steel wire <laughs> to to tie it back together because all, the, all the, uh, the normal stitching is, is, uh, is gone. And the wire's held up really well. That wire's been in there probably 10 years. Um, so, yeah, I, I've got something I'd like to get either remade or repaired, and I don't know which. Because I have one one of the pouches, one of the slots is pretty rough. So Yeah, that'll happen. Gets a lot of, well, they get a lot of use. Like, they use it every day at work. So I'm sure Ethan could walk you through remaking that thing. Yeah, I think, I think the the where I would my questions would be is like what leathers to buy, like like that kind of stuff. Like, what's yeah, like what weight leather you need? What what weight? How dur? Like, what's the most durable? Something that's going to be well. I mean, whatever that was made out of would be great because I'm not going to work for another twenty years. So, it, yeah. if I had a new one, it would be that would be perfect. Yeah. Probably just a heavy veg tan would work. Yeah, I'm sure there's a very simple answer to that question, but um, I've yet to dig into it. Yeah, we were, uh, like, th- those guys were talking about the different weights and stuff of, of the different leathers. I don't understand why it's called ounces. Like, what's the what's the layout with leather that requires a be calculated in ounces? And that's your thickness. You know, it's like, yeah, maybe it's something letter, 10 ounce. Like, like, is it so many ounces per square? Kind yeah, of thing? that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like per square foot. It's got to be something like that. Yeah. I'm sure that's how it started. Now they probably just measure it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like there was one guy there who that's all he does is leather work. Like that's his like main thing. He's like Ethan. He wraps everything in leather and stuff. And he just took the course for fun. 
and he was pretty cool. His name was uh, Sergey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and then on Sunday, uh, 21 Grams was there and he pulled out those tattoo tooling guns that he has. Yeah. So those, that looked interesting. That looked like, um, would allow you to be very free form in what you're doing instead of being like limited to whatever tooling you had on hand. Right. Yeah. But I mean, you are in a way, uh, constrained with your artistic ability, if you will. Yeah. I mean, that's true. So you can only do so much, uh, depending on how artistic you are, but I enjoyed doing tooling that way, way better than the old, hammer each little quarter inch at a time you know yeah i feel like something like that you could you could hide your mistakes easier uh maybe because you could just change your design a little bit to yeah because i mean if you hit if you're stamping something and you stamp it on the wrong axis or whatever you know it kind of throws your whole pattern off if you yeah well i don't know that i would do patterns with a tattoo gun no 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 I, I don't think i don't think that's where that would be best used i guess yeah i i mean it it, it, it it's a cool idea and it makes doing leather fun like uh you know using a tattoo gun and i didn't know i, I mean i don't have any tattoos i know nothing about tattoo guns and i didn't know that there was this many variations i didn't know that you get them battery powered I, like I knew nothing about it. I didn't know how they went together. I didn't know how they worked. Uh, I knew nothing about them, but it was pretty cool to see how they work. And then his little design replaces a needle for these different tooling tips. Yeah. So it puts like a, I feel like calling it an anvil. <laughs> it's probably, it's just, instead of being a pointed needle, it's now something like broader. Yeah. 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 Think of it as like a nail at the end and they're different sizes. I got you. Like some are pointy. Like he's got one that's got like three nails in it or three points to it. Gotcha. And it's like uh, he did it because he used to be a tattoo artist. And now that he's into leather, he wanted to do the tooling like he would tattoo because that's what he's used to for his artwork. Yeah. So there's a like it's like stippling, he was calling it, where it's like when you're doing the shading, like if you were doing the tattoo you'll go around with the line yeah and then you add in some shading coming out so that's what the three prong thing was and he just goes in there and it just it just makes like a cool texture and you just move it around and it does its thing and uh it was pretty cool pretty cool so um and he sells them so that's cool mm. he's got a little business going apparently they're selling very well but uh you know he sold a bunch more at the class because, you know, as you do, you offer them up. He didn't have any kits there for sale, but um, so like five of us bought them. So he's going to ship them out to you, kind of thing? Yeah, that's what he said. I haven't gotten it yet. It's been a week now, but uh, when it gets here, it gets here, you know? Yeah, that's cool. Um, but it comes with a tattoo gun the way he sold it to us. So how does that work? Like, does it, you said it's battery powered. Like, it's. Yeah. Like, it must have a. Like, it's a. Just a rotary motor, offset motor, just goes up and down. Does, uh, that, does it take like a standard like double A battery? 
No, no, no. It's got some weird battery on because the battery. Well, I don't know. So, well, <laughs> let me back up because obviously he used to be a tattoo artist, so he has quite a, a, a selection of tattoo guns. Right. Uh, he's got the standard style that you would think of, like when you see where it comes like back on the hand, and it looks like like a little cage up there, and you can actually look at the mechanism going up and down. And like the weight of the motors over top of your hand, kind of thing. More so than like over your fingers. Right. Yeah. So he had two of those, and then I thought he only had one of the other ones, but apparently there was three or f- four different ones that are like, think of it as a straight shaft coming up, so the weight is over your fingers. Gotcha. And the first one he handed me was his favorite one, but it's like this huge, like, I, I want to say it's like two and a half inches around, and he wraps it with this, like, tape, so it's better for your grip or whatever. I don't know. I don't know why it's wrapped in tape, but the bottom's all like taped up. So it just looks weird. And then it comes straight up, but it's like two inches around at the top. And then it's got the battery on the top. And like, it's just big and awkward, right? Like for me, like I couldn't see what I was doing. Uh, I felt it to be top heavy. I couldn't get any of the lines that I wanted to work the way I wanted. So I was trying it. I was like, oh man, this is cool. Like, it's a cool idea. Good for you, but I don't like it. And, uh, <laughs> it seems like a preference thing. Yeah. And then he's like, we'll, we'll try one of these. And he handed me the one that like kind of puts it back over your hand. Right. And one, I felt a little bit more balanced. I mean, it's kind of weird having the weight, like kind of pull you back, but, uh, it made me have to like really press it, like, like to move my hand to get like a deeper tooling. So I felt like I could go lighter and lighter and then get heavier. Right. On how much I wanted to emboss the leather. Or deboss what would that be called embossing or debossing sure whatever it doesn't matter <laughs> to chew the leather and yeah. i liked it better i could see better uh it felt like i was using a like a tig torch almost which is something i was yeah, used to I as opposed to holding this two inch round thing right like sticking up mm. and those are the ones that i use for, for the rest of the time because other people were using other ones and on those ones the battery is what is like your like it changes your voltage and everything's on the battery right mm. so it's it's got like a digital screen on it a, a plus up a plus down and it's just an rca jack that plugs into the actual gun itself like to charge it or whatever yeah well i mean it charges through that but then you would like when you take it off the charger you just put it into the gun as like an rca jack it just kind of clips in oh okay so the battery is an RCA. Yeah, okay. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um, so uh but then he was on on Sunday, there was a couple of people using them, and some people had these like think of like um almost like a mag light flashlight size. Right. Right. Not the skinny part, but like this part, right? On one of the mini mag lights. Yeah. Like the thicker part. What is that? Like maybe an inch or whatever? And it's yeah, just a straight, yeah, it's a straight shaft of that, probably about the size of a mag light, but just like that thick part that is at the bottom, it just goes straight up, right? Yep. Uh, people were using those, and I, I thought those were just batteries in his case, but those are other tattoo guns. And I'm like, well, that one makes more sense because it's not this huge, wide, like, didn't feel weird in my hand. Like, I assume it wouldn't feel weird in my hand. And it wasn't super tall, like? Nope, nope, yeah, just about the length of this. The fat one wasn't that tall either, but it was just fat and like awkward and it just felt weird in my hand. Like I didn't like it. Um, but so, so the 
the one I just described, like the thinner one, is what comes with the kit when you buy it. So I'm hoping I like it. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I could see that. Like, I, I see that with like a, a, you know, a normal ballpoint pen. Like, I have a tendency with my hand size, I like to have a little bit thicker pen because my hand's larger. So I just I don't like being pushed down to to like a very fine. Saying I got small hands, Tony. Is that what you're saying? I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm just saying that we're all different. Um, yeah, so I find like, well, I have one of these pens from Rob here and it's swelled at the base towards the, towards the, you know, your, the writing side of it. And I find that very comfortable because I find if I have to have my fingers tight together, I tend to, my hand starts to ache because I feel like my hands all bunched up trying to write and having a little bit more size to it feels more fluid. So. I get that. Yeah. I wonder if that's why he likes the big, like the first one he gave me, because he said that's the one he uses all the time. Like the yeah, ones I liked, I was... he's like, eh, they're, they're there, but he doesn't really use them that often. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. That I've never, I think, I don't know if I met him during camp this year or not. I didn't meet him during camp, so I don't know. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know what, like, I don't know his hand size. So. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't go around looking at people's hand sizes. No, me neither. But yeah, anyway, it was cool. It's a cool technique. If you're into leather working, check out the leather tattoo gun or something on Instagram. I don't know. You can find it on one of my posts. It was cool. But I bought one, and I have some projects I want to do with it now that I've used it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to do this. I want to do that. So just yeah, can't wait for, I just can't wait for it to get here. Yeah, I can see how that would be nice Like if you wanted to – if you wanted to do like a signature or something on, on the leather or something like that, that'd be so much easier than having to get a, uh, you know, tooling designed and, and built. Yeah. For yeah. what could be, what could be a one-off project. So. Yeah. Yeah. Makes the price is makes pretty sense. reasonable with the tattoo gun. Uh, it was like two seventy five or something. Oh, okay. So it's not too I, bad. I have no concept of. Yeah. I had no concept of any of it either. You could buy a couple uh, tool dies and hit two fifty real quick. So, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, and then you only and and then you're limited to like the, those three or four different dies for your leather work. You know, the basket weave or whatever. So yeah, it, I mean, it was fun. It was a good class. Austin puts on a good show up there, so I highly recommend it. Uh, I did a little bit of work. I think Friday on my make what you fear project. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm starting to think, uh, I need to choose a different project cause I don't think I'm going to get any, <laughs> anything worth, uh, posting about when it comes to pinstriping yet. I think it's going to take a lot longer than three months for me. So, uh, this seems like a common theme with you. What? Every year. <laughs> I switch it up. Yeah. I think you go through about three projects before you get what you, where you get where you're going. Yeah, but in every other year, I finish those other projects. Yeah, I got you. This is the first year that I don't know. I mean, I guess I could hurry up and put out an ugly pinstriped item, but I don't want to do ugly. Yeah, no, I got you. I'm with you there. So, uh, or I could just do something very simple and it not be cool, you know? I, it, it may not be ugly, but it's not going to be nice. So, 
Yeah. I don't There's know. Some, some I want to get to. I get you. I, I, I mean, depending on what kind of pinstriping you're doing, it's sometimes less is more, but, um, that's usually when, I don't know, get onto a motorcycle or something you want, you want a pinstripe, you want, you want a lot of it, I think. Yeah, I'm not going to be pinstriping a motorcycle, so. No, no, I know. I'm just saying, like, there's certain projects that kind of. Well, that's the other problem I have. Like, I want to learn pinstriping, and, like, uh, there's a couple things I have that I would pinstripe, like the back of my chair that I'm sitting in would be cool pinstriped, or, yeah. you know, a tool here and there. But uh, I don't know what the actual item I would enter in as a pinstriped item for Make What You Fear either, so I think I'm I, I think I went down the wrong path. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Tony, why don't you tell them what Make What You Fear is? Well, this year, um, in years past, it was, the first year was a material um, that you hadn't worked with before. Challenge yourself with that. Um, then last year was uh, fitness or active health, lifestyle. Active lifestyle. I keep forgetting <laughs> You coined that term, and I was like, ah, I keep forgetting it. But yeah, active lifestyle. Um, so same I Then this year is we've kind of gone more with the the theme of like challenging yourself. So challenge yourself with a project that maybe you've been putting off. Uh, material the material's still valid as as it was in the first year, um, and then maybe a project that you've failed on in the past. So the idea is just challenge yourself and then make sure and with that um we're looking for five posts um with us tagged in them um we've had a few people tag us as uh, collaborators yeah they invite us as a collaborator yeah Uh, that's not necessary just tag no yeah just tag us but it's still cool either way um just make sure we want to invite us as a collab we'll accept it but that's not part of the it's not necessary yeah so we're looking for five posts um story uh really matters i I think i'm i'm gonna score story more so in my opinion is gonna score a little higher than maybe the project does um because sometimes i mean you bite off way too much but maybe show maybe with the story you're showing like how how you challenge yourself yeah how how much of a challenge it was for yourself so um yeah so yeah we're just hoping everybody just has fun with it like don't go too crazy with it don't stress yourself out too much but have some fun challenge yourself get out in the shop and it runs until march 31st yeah march 31st is the day um that allows us to judge it and get it out for the next for that wednesday i guess Barring any unforeseen circumstances, it should be out for that next Wednesday. Yeah, if not, it'll be we'll uh, we'll have a hard cut, and then we'll we'll have a list on the thirty first for sure. Yeah, and then go from there. Uh, so get out there, challenge yourself, join the challenge, share it with all your friends. It would be awesome. You have just under two months left. Uh, yeah, put out some cool stuff. Tag us in five at, at least five posts. You can do more. Um, also use the hashtag MWYF2024 for Make What You Fear 2024. Yeah. So, um, and with that, we do have some sponsors. Um, some great sponsors. 
yes, some good, some really good ones. Um, I'll read out the list here. We've got uh, Sabretooth. We've got uh, Gnome Hammer has a hammer set that he's going to put out there. Uh, Maritime, as always. Um, Bowshield T9. Um, Housemade.us. We have Maker Camp with a Silver Pass this year. And Total Boat. And then new, uh, just added, was uh, Rob DeMarco. One of our patrons has decided to uh, uh, put something in the pot. So That's awesome. Yeah, it's really good. He makes some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I have, I like, use his pens daily now. Because every time I yeah. see him, I get a pen from him. So I have, I have a, a skull pen. pen from him I use every day at work. Yeah, I have one right now that I'm using. Um, I'm not sure of the wood, but it's copper. All the, uh, the fixturing is copper. It's what color cool. is the wood? It's, it's stained black. I don't know what, I mean, I can't tell by the wood grain what it is, but I gave him that wood. That's why I was wondering. Oh, okay. And then I have another one that I use at work. Um, it's a little bit, it's the same. It's, it's the, it's like stainless or nickel with, uh, with the same black, black wood. So. What did Rob say he was putting in? I forget. It's not a pen, is it? No, I, I'm not uh, 100%, to be honest with you. But whatever it is, I'm sure it'll be uh, sure it'll be cool. I go back and forth a lot with Rob, so I'm sure it's in that my text message. I'm looking for it. I can't find it. <laughs> yeah, no worries. You'd think I would have prepped for, for, for this before this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are hobbyists, but so it is what it is. But uh, I guess it's time to thank our Oh, patrons. I could tell you what he's putting in. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Just because this is the first time we're mentioning him. So yes. I'm going to put it out there. He's going to do a, a bottle opener and a brass mallet. Oh, cool. That'll be. Yeah, those brass mallets are dope. Yeah. Oh, and I do have to thank him for a uh, an ice pick that he sent me. That's uh, very nice. <laughs> As I told him, it's way too nice to use on my Make What You Fear project, but <laughs> it uh, it now has a home on, uh, Lil has some bar, um, bar utensils set. or whatever, and um, it now sits with that, so it'll Very get used, cool. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll go ahead and thank our uh, our patrons, so I'll go with the list here. We have uh, Corey of Odyssey CNC, Christy of Twisted Twine, Annette of 513 Woodworks, Full Steam Designs by Chris Powell, Lillian Archer Photography, David Beckwith Makes, NB Woodfinery, and then our top tier, we have Eastbroke Studios, Danelle Smith-Christian, Brian Drennan, Lawrence of MaritimeNiceSupply.com, Adam of Uncle Sam Metalworks, Brian Housewert of Housemade.us, Matt of Wooden Mustache, Brad of Brad's Customs, David and Joanna at Wido Works, Chad of Chad's Custom Creations, Ryan of Gnome Hammer Forge, David of DW Wood Builds, Matt of First Duke Construction, Daniel and Drizzy, and Andrew of Hatch Made It. Thank you, everyone. We really do appreciate the support. Thank you all. It's very much appreciated. Um, if you do become a patron of ours, you get entered into the monthly Gnome Hammer giveaway. Uh, he just gave away a pretty cool hammer. I think it was like four pounds or something. For, yeah, it was uh, uh, December. It was a uh, per, his personal 
dog head that he had he'd found he wasn't using it very much but uh it's definitely a cool hammer because i don't know that he's making that style anymore right he's now not. no yeah so that would have been a cool one to get because i was i'm a huge fan of that that stonewashed uh pattern that he was doing yeah so unless you buy a production hammer he does one uh, i mean he may do other customs but it's hard to get a custom from him now, so uh, one way to do it is to join our Patreon, and you're automatically entered just by joining. Yeah. He also has his own Patreon where you can join, and you get bonus entries if you enter over there. Uh, but yeah, if you're a patron of ours, that's that's a nice little perk he does for us, and uh, a couple other podcasts, one of which is Makeshift Podcast, which uh, it's been a while since we recorded, but a couple of weeks ago, I was uh, I, I was a guest on over there. And then... Uh guest halfway through <laughs> yeah well yeah i was a surprise guest on last week's episode <laughs> or this week's depending on how you look at it this yeah. past week's uh, I, was, I listened to that today <laughs> I, got a, I got a kick out of it yeah we're gonna leave that one alone uh, no i got a kick out of when you showed up and they're like what what's going on <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so. it's a it's it's a fun little podcast if you don't already go give those guys a listen that is uh, Corey from Odyssey CNC and Chris from at Full Steam Designs run that podcast. Yes. Um, and it's a pretty fun podcast. It's just like ours, just a little different. Um, but those guys are just a little different. So it, it all works out. <laughs> <laughs> now they're good friends of ours. So uh, go check them out. Uh, what else you got, Tony? Any other housekeeping items before we go on to the after show? And I, I I tell our fine patrons a funny story about my weekend at the Blackthorn. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know this story. No, I. You uh, might, but the listeners don't. I they know. Need to. I'm aware. <laughs> um, no, I think uh, I think that's it. That is it. All right. I don't have anything else other than uh, get out there and make what you fear. Uh, if you want to find Tony, he is at Woodland Iron. I am at Blackthorn Concepts. Both of us can be found on Instagram at Working Hands Podcast or Working Hands 3 on TikTok. And um, please rate and review the show. It greatly helps us rise in the rankings. So, uh, yeah, the more ratings and reviews that we get, the better. I haven't checked in a while, but maybe I should look if... If we have gotten some new reviews. I don't think I've seen anything. No, I don't see any new ones. So if you are rating and reviewing us, please uh, let us know. Oh, no. I see a one. I see one. Oh, here. here's one from January 2nd. Yep. That's what I see. That's yeah, from a WHP fan is the username, which is fantastic. And it says, great <laughs> episode. Love listening every week and can't wait until the next episode drops. Keep up the great work. Is that 10,000 or 100,000% recommended, the Working Hands podcast? Yeah, 10,000%, yeah. There's a lot of zeros there. My eyes are blurry. <laughs> well, thank you, WHP fan. Somebody created an Apple account just to be able to write that review. That's awesome. So, yeah, it's our first one of 24. Let's get some more in. Uh, it definitely helps us. Um, whatever podcatcher you have, if there's a rating system, give us whatever rating you, you think we deserve that's five stars or higher <laughs> yeah. with that we're gonna head on over to the after show we will talk to you guys next week later make what you fear <laughs>